You're listening to highlights from the Creative Processes interview with Kiriakou Spirou. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. This particular exhibition was, it, it definitely had to do with my close relationship to dance. Mm-hmm. I have collaborated a lot with uh, choreographers for mm-hmm. contemporary dance theater. And I was often devising collaborators. So we would create the tasks and the content of the choreography together. We would exchange the tasks. We would assign each, each other tasks or create the score together, create the narrative together. And also because I'm a musician, I'm a pianist, and uh, which is like a very physically demanding instrument. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of the most like mobile instruments mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You, you have this like geography, we call, mm-hmm. we call it the geography of the piano. So I think this exhibition links to my own experience as a performer and as a composer for dance and the relationship that music has with the body. So I was sort of tracing this idea of the body producing things or making the gesture of production visible on the mm-hmm. canvas or on the surface of the work. Mm-hmm. So all these you will see, they're like small repetitive gestures that give like a bigger hole yes. in the works in the exhibition. It, yeah, that's one of the difficulties with one of the beautiful things about dance and also about music is that it's ab- maybe dance is less abstract, but it's ephemeral. Mm. <laughs> I mean, and okay, you can video it, but mm-hmm. it passes through us, yes. Mm-hmm. And so that's interesting. That how do you, how do you memorialize it, or how do you make it concrete and make it hold still? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting solution to that impermanence. Mm-hmm. And another way that you hold still thoughts or you hold still memories is through writing and I know that's a significant part of your activity now. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's been a a big part of what I do for many years. Mm -hmm. I remember my supervisors at my master's. I did my master's in Utrecht at the Utrecht School for the Arts. I was doing electroacoustic music for my master's and always my supervisors asked me, like, why do you write so many words <laughs> about your music? Yeah. Because I would turn in, like, a score with notes, mm-hmm. yeah. a musical notation, and at the end there would be, like, a 1,000-word essay explaining yeah. what I was doing uh-huh. or how it should be played or yeah. what was the inspiration behind it. So there was always, like, this text uh-huh. that was... For me, it was part of the work, like, mm-hmm. writing the concept or developing a concept or... Explaining the idea in words was, was always part of my process. Mm-hmm. I started researching during my master's mm-hmm. how I as a composer can work in interdisciplinary groups mm-hmm. and how I can influence a group process in a way that can be shared by all. So what sort of instructions or what sort of notation should I be using or should I be developing in order to enable and facilitate this collaboration in order for something common and collaborative to emerge? So that was part of my research and I tried different kinds of scores or types of notation to be able to do that. I think that's what's fascinating with the experience of art and creativity. Mm -hmm. Like every person takes away something different, Mm -hmm. but something is shared. We share something, but we all take something different from that something. And I think Mm -hmm. it's a really beautiful thing Mm -hmm. 
to acknowledge and to respect that the person next to you is experiencing something slightly different than you, or maybe he's having different thoughts than you, but you're both sharing the same moment. The concept of hearing music out of something static, it takes a special ability to listen that way. I'm not sure if it's an ability or if it's a way to, to see the world. Mm -hmm. For me, when I see an image or mm -hmm. a painting or a building, I immediately see patterns, rhythms, I see volumes, I see textures. And in music, we use all those words as metaphors for the music, for the sound, because yes. sound doesn't have texture, it doesn't have volume. It, ha it, has, <laughs> it has a volume as a loud and soft, yes, it but it doesn't spatial. have spatial volume. So all these attributes of the physical world, we use them metaphorically in music. So I think from my training as a musician, as a classical pianist and then as a composer, I was used to using those words in describing my work and developing my work. And so do you feel now you'll always be oscillating between the different mediums or, you know, are you looking for a place where you feel settled in one medium or do you never want to settle in a medium? I'm interested in many different things and I think the interest that I have in these things is equal. Mm -hmm. So I like to jump from one to the other and explore. I still feel that I'm exploring many things. They all have a common thread, which is how do we perform and how do we collaborate? Mm -hmm. So I think everything I do has to do with how we share experience, how we collaborate, how we communicate as people, as performers, as friends. What do you think of art as an education vehicle? Mm -hmm. No, I think it's very important, actually. Mm -hmm. This uh, opinion comes from my, from my days in, in dance theatre. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've participated in a few projects with the students and the teenagers. Mm -hmm. I think it's really essential for education, for the arts to be part of the curriculum and mm -hmm. the arts to be part of people's lives, even when they're not like labeled as educational, mm -hmm. the whole process of creating and collaborating and problem solving, all these things that are involved in making a, a new work or preparing a performance or preparing a concert, these are processes that build very essential skills. It, it was very, very evident in the work with the teenagers. like. Mm -hmm. To see a teenager struggling to learn their work, their words, you know, Romeo and Juliet, for example, oh, yes. you know, and uh, everyone was learning their lines and they're learning the, their cues uh -huh. and uh, being part of a production, like mm -hmm. everyone to know that they have a responsibility. They, they learn to collaborate, they learn mm -hmm. to create together, mm -hmm. they learn other people's uh, boundaries, you know, mm -hmm. and how much they have to push or be patient. So all these skills are human skills. Mm -hmm. They're not just art skills. Mm -hmm. And uh, these you can carry into your family, you can carry back into your work, workspace, work environment. So yeah, I think not, not necessarily to teach people art history, but we need to make art part of their lives so that they can develop a different skill set.
that makes us, you know, communicate better, understand each other better, you know, develop empathy, develop patience. Some people tell me that when I write a review for an exhibition, I always make it look great. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're always you're already collaborating with them, even without. No, even if it's no. another curator's, yeah. like, or I go to a museum and I see an exhibition and I write a review uh-huh. for a magazine. Yeah. And then friends send me messages like, oh, I didn't see that. Oh, but you made the show look so good. <laughs> I think this comes from my experience as an artist. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I try to find something good in yes. everything. I will really try to find something to say I will, every time. Mm-hmm. And it's the, what I call the yes and the process. Uh, instead of no but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's that yes and... Mm-hmm. you can say something about it mm-hmm. and then you can make something useful out of it uh-huh. although you might not like its aesthetic mm-hmm. you might not like its technique you mm-hmm. might not like the person because i don't know he's a misogynist artist or mm-hmm. whatever yeah yeah there, there's always something uh, to say and i think if people learn that skill or mm-hmm. they learn to understand their world in those terms yeah they become better people We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.